0: wrestling fans and welcome to another edition of John Arizzi's Pro Wrestling Spotlight Podcast. The only wrestling podcast that brings you back 30 years with vintage audio featuring some of the biggest names in the business at that time. This episode is no exception and we're going to go way back on the archives with some amazing guests. Uh, The Pro Wrestling Spotlight covered all the news stories and breaking developments that happened in real time, and we get to review all of that stuff, all that history right here on the show. And joining me, as always, my compadre, Mr. Tops, Baseball. He is the man who is a uh, diehard New York Mets fan like myself. He is a former editor, uh, managing editor, or what do you call it, Bob? How do I say it again? I forgot. It is the managing editor.
1: Managing editor. I, w- You know, I started as associate editor. I- yeah, associate editor or assistant editor or something. Worked my way up the ranks in a couple of years. And uh, like I said, Craig Peters was uh, managing editor for, I think, two-thirds of my tenure. And the last part, I took over for him. There you go. And he was still with the company. He uh, he was doing WCW magazine at that point.
0: That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Bob Smith. Yeah. From New York.
1: How are you, John?
0: I'm in a crazy freaking mood today. You are.
1: We had a little kibitzing before we uh, started the record. Yes, we things, did. And John is in. I'm in a strange mood. A unique mood.
0: I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's depression or if it's uh, manic depression or if it's just if I'm happy about anything. I don't know. Well, maybe because I got it. I got a nice date tomorrow night. I'm looking forward to it. So well, we're
1: taping this show. What is it? Two days after election day. It's oh, also yeah. the day that free agency starts in Major League Baseball. Yes. At six o'clock, right where we started taping. And that's enough. You know, yeah. you may see on. you may see your favorite pitcher go flying to the Texas Rangers, from what I'm under from what I, I hear what?
0: If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. We got Cookie Carrasco back for another year. We picked up his option today, the Mets kids. And, so. and who doesn't
1: like cookies? I mean, really.
0: Hey man, cookies great, man. <laughs> <laughs> And we got Edwin Diaz and uh, Dan uh, Daniel Vogelback uh, option was picked up. So hey, the Mets are on a roll. What are we gonna say? I think this would be a I think it'd be a great offseason for them. And uh, whether they bring back Nimmo, Degrom, I don't know. I know we'll yeah. be good. Enough.
1: You know who else liked the cookies? Daniel Vogelback. So it all it all ties in. He ate a lot of cookies.
0: Yeah, it all ties in beautifully. So you there know, you when Daniel Vogelback would go shopping at the supermarket, and the Girl Scout table would be there, you know, he'd buy like the s'mores and all of those tasty Girl Scout cookies, and he'd gain a five or ten pounds. And hey, ten minutes, man, and then strike out ten Mints. Yeah. So anyway, let's talk wrestling. Let's bring let's bring uh, Dusty Rhodes on. Dusty, are you there? Hey, Dusty, how you doing? There you go. Marsh is wearing that Dusty Rhodes uh, shirt. Would you get that at wrestling tees or where do you get that one?
2: Yeah. A while back, I used to be subscribed to the, the mystery box.
0: They did. Yeah. You uh you told us that you had what, a about 400 wrestling T-shirts in your closet.
2: I'd have to count. The other thing is, I've fluctuated in weight. So sometimes I use that as an excuse. It's like, oh, this doesn't fit anymore. I need a new one. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean you have like when you're heavier, you have the bigger size. And then when you're lighter, you have the smaller size. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So I got I used to do that I got... a lot. I had, you know, I had like clothes that would be from eras that would be decades and clothes that you know, never... and then by the time, you know, if you could fit into them again, I mean, then it's like, this shit is so old. Yeah, that, that, yeah. you know, why would I even wear this? <laughs> it's not accurate anymore. T
1: shirts ha- okay. always determine when you gain weight or lose it. Yeah. Hey, I couldn't fit in this before, or geez, I got to take a few off. It's always a t shirt that tells. Yeah. you wear the I same do- underwear and everything else, you know.
0: It's just- <laughs> <laughs> I do have one shirt that I actually uh, still have that I really like. It, it, was, uh, it was a shirt that uh, Tony Soprano wore on the Sopranos uh, 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 James Gandolfini and it uh, I got it and it was 1990. It was like the first season of the show was like the 1999 or something. I bought it or 2000 or whatever it was. And I still have it and I wear it still. It's like, it's not, it's good good for the fall.
2: It's not like one that looks like a shirt. They wore a replica. It's like the one that they wore while filming.
0: It was, uh, it was like, the same designer, it was the same shirt that he actually wore on the show. Yeah. No. That's awesome. Yeah. And have, I have one that, uh, what's his name, more too, Uh uh Bobby Bacala.
1: So do you have a pork store to go hang out in front of, or
0: anything do like I that? Por- in Tennessee? Store, yeah. no, well, no, I'm just, no, I'm just, you know. Well, barbecue Place. I do have Porkies. Okay, Porky's all right. Porky's is here. Yeah, yeah. A P- couple pizzerias. That's a good idea, <laughs> actually. Maybe I could put, uh, set up a table and put my books for sale outside Porky's. <laughs> yeah. oh, or start a pork store. A yeah. Book. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I kind of wish yeah. that the Power the power Twins were on right now, because I feel like they would have a field day with this.
0: Oh, okay. oh you know what, they, know what they did today? <laughs> I mean, because uh. I posted those. I told you about the gas. I paid $0.29 cents a gallon for gas today. Yeah. And I posted it on Facebook because I was so proud of myself. I mean, $6.50 to fill up. My Tahoe, 21 and a half gallons. And so I posted the picture and of course one of the Powertons replied to it. And what did you spend in snacks? $50? Subtle. (laughs) They are not
2: subtle, my friend. No, they're not. (laughs) (laughs) It's the new ones, is what it is. Yeah.
1: You know They're so awfully unfunny that they're hilarious. I can't you know what I'm saying? They're not funny at all, but they're a scream. Yeah, You know, it's magic. (laughs) It is. It's magic in a way, because they they make you want to hate them, but you love them.
0: Yeah. Well, they just got back from slaughtering a lot of animals um, wherever they went hunting. So um, welcome back, Power Twins, and uh, thank you for the comment today on my Facebook page. It's greatly appreciated. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Fantastic. (laughs) So anyway, guys, I mean, before we get into the festivities today, uh, I I do want to... Uh, uh, talk about our sponsor Uh and that's Curable and I know that you gentlemen have both received your sample packages a product from curable.com and they are a sponsor here and uh, they do have a very wide selection of CBD products that are designed, a lot of them are designed to help with pain relief, muscle relief, those are the ones that I use Um, and uh, they have partnered with local farmers to source the very best unique hemp genetics in order to provide you with products high in cbd and now marsh this is a subject uh, that you know a lot of and bob uh, i know you just got your first package so uh any initial comments from both of you gentlemen
1: well this is going to sound goofy but i'm not goofy i'm not being goofy at all i have a doggie i just adopted a new doggie four-year-old What's the name? Uh, bella it's bella. it's a i think it's a american eskimo pomeranian mix which sounds funny oh but she's she's a little ball of affection and but a little hyper you know mm-hmm. so at the day before we adopt bella the boxes came right? that i contacted you to know, let you know that uh, the cbd products came and we immediately the next day gave her one of the chewies they have these little dog chewies and not only does i think it works she loves them I I, it's, I just I don't know if it calms her down or up, but she asks for them. If I mean, if she smells them, and that's a good start with a new dog. You never know what they're going to eat, you know. Right. And obviously, you don't want to overfeed a product like that, but as the occasional, you know,
0: it's a kind of a
1: It's a calming effect, and it's just what we need. Let me tell you right now. Pee on the carpet. Here we go. You, yeah, know. you know that's that, yeah.
0: that comes part and parcel with uh, young little puppies right. that come but into the house. But that's
1: household. an unexpected thing. Um, I, I didn't even know they made pet products, but they make a bunch of pet products. If you, yeah. you go to their website and check it out, yes. it's, it's, it's it's kind of amazing. And they make Marsh and I were talking before the show such a varied selection of products for for various either maladies or just general helpful yeah
0: no. stress relief yeah calming effects cbd has all of these unique qualities about it and Marsha, i think you're actually drinking a cup of curable yeah.
2: tea i'm having even the antioxidant tea so it's like i mean it's not because there's another one i have that's um like you said for calming or relaxation or something like yeah. that but this one's got spearmint in it along with the cbd and so it's meant as an antioxidant so i'm having that right now uh before we even filmed i put some of the hand salve on the muscle cream i left it over there i'd hold it up too but uh mm. I, I work a lot of um, uh, physical side gigs, like I do stagehand work. And a couple of weeks ago, I did one, and I, I think I banged my finger because my my pinky had been hurting for a couple of weeks, and I didn't think anything of it. And finally, I was like, why am I walking by this self and at least not putting it on? And I put it on last night, and the pain went, and swelling went down right away. Like, it was awesome. So I'm really yeah, pleased with it.
0: A lot of great products that they have. And if you could if you go to curable.com, that's K-U-R-I-B-L.com, you could take 20% off your order with the promo code pws i checked the code out earlier today it works fine so that 20 percent gets taken off your order and you can just go there to curable.com and check out the products you need i use it primarily for the pain relief uh, with my neck with my back with my knees at 65 years old and you know it's keeping me um, uh keeping me kind of Pain free uh, in the evenings, which they really need that stuff. And um, but anyway, I mean, uh, I would highly recommend it. Kurt Angle uses it. Medusa does in the wrestling business. There's probably more to come. It's a great way to manage pain. I'm happy you guys got your packages, and we want to thank uh, Tim again over at Curable.com uh, for providing that uh, to us. And if you have uh, some pain to manage in your life, or you want to just kind of ease the stress uh, like everybody goes through right now. Curable.com is the place to go. Curable.com. K-U-R-I-B-L.com. Use dot promo have, code. I'm going to have
1: some of that tea when I get home. I'm telling you right now. What idea? What kind you of week I've, had,
0: I've had a tough week.
1: I, I'm I'm making a beeline for the cabinet. I'm telling you. There you go.
0: Yes, please. I think you should do that. Absolutely. Uh, but, But uh, Marsh, everything else is good with you. You're doing a great job. Uh, And uh, I know you put a lot of work into the Davy Boy Smith interview that is now ready and released for all of our uh, people who uh, not just for patrons, which we're going to give you that special video, but also for the general public. It's going out there and we're going to promote it heavily. It's that first shoot interview that Davy Boy did after he left the World Wrestling Federation and a lot of work you put into it and. My goodness, thank you so much for, uh, for spending all that time on that video. I think people are going to love it.
2: Yeah, I, I, it was a lot of work, a lot more than I anticipated. But uh, just listening to it over and over again, it, it is pretty remarkable how, how open he does get with a lot of that stuff, especially like yeah. his first shoot interview after leaving. This was
0: right after he left, uh, right after SummerSlam 92. Like, yeah, and it's fully unedited. It's just start yeah. to finish, no edits. It's the complete yeah. interview absolutely and, complete. i uh, even kept your countdown and i even kept in the uh, uh
2: the after interview where you're getting them to cut you a promo like just it's cool. as unedited as it gets like
0: i think it's awesome cool. great peak excellent well i thank you so much and uh you'll be on standby of course as always in yeah, case sure. we screw it up here and make a mistake and a historical fact or a little tidbit that you want to throw in uh we always have you there watching us marsh yeah, is absolutely. watching at all times Thank you guys all thank right. you all right does, does boss, a hell of a job uh, and, and by the
1: way folks good. folks are our podcast listeners if if you're so inclined give the youtube a try i mean it it's it's looks great it's it sounds awesome we're really thrilled with the response we've gotten to it and every time i look at it my eyes bug out because i'm like wow marsh is doing a job on that thing
0: yeah we got a lot of great and not just the shows, of course, but there's over 155 different uh, uploads of video and historic video and live stuff. Uh, it's just really good. So check it out. youtubecom slash pro wrestling spotlight. And uh, I want to thank all our patrons again. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, we have we have this we have a. Just a core group of fans that love what we do, and we want to thank you for that. Go to patreon.com slash John five bucks a month. Get you in the door, and you can explore any of the other levels that we have there for additional content, perks, bonuses, whatever. Uh, but today, Bob, we're going to go way back, December 19th, 1992. This will be... Uh, show number 184 from the uh, Pro Wrestling Spotlight or at this time the Pro Wrestling This Week archives. So we'll cover Donnie Leibel's News Capsule. We'll take a look a look back at some of the shows uh, highlights that we did uh, from the past because this was around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. So this wasn't actually even a live show.
1: But well, this is our our current show. This is episode 54 and it originally was 184. Your 184th broadcast as a
3: yeah,
0: you
1: know, wrestling guy, and I'll tell you what, this was kind of a departure because it was not often that you did a tape show because you were away doing a signing, autograph signing with
0: Bruno San Martino. Yeah, yeah, the stromboli eating contest, I think. No, <laughs>
1: tell me, tell me what that
0: was. We we, we, we I think we got... it was a joke. I think I, I made a joke. I was in probably the same type of mood that I am right now that I just said things because I have the Tourette's, you know. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I just think you're being, as
1: they as they say in the intellectual world,
0: it's sardonic. Sometimes I have no filter, and it just, whatever I think of comes out of my mouth. and gets me in trouble, and uh, I think that's what I did when I said he was in town for a stromboli eating contest on the show, but it was actually a signing. It was actually an autograph signing, and I was there and had a table, and mm-hmm. and so I was not in the studio. So we, uh, we recorded this, and we put highlights in, and so that's what the fans are going to get.
1: You know, in your day, in our day. It was your day too, my friend. Yes, I know. I'm making fun of myself. Trust me. But in our day, your autograph shows were nothing like you saw in the wrestler film. People lined up. (laughs) Right? People lined up. Yeah. Yeah. Massive crowds at some of these events. I mean, a couple that I attended, I remember I went to, I think I went to one of yours. I don't remember which one it was because I knew the guy who was... I didn't get an autograph or anything, but I actually knew the wrestler and I knew you, so I wanted to stop by. And then I went to one with Hacksaw Duggan in Manhattan. I don't know where he was signing. Oh, he was signing for some record chain or something. I think there was not Was not a lumber out. company? No, I don't I don't Did know. Did you get like a two by four? No. Mile? No, it was some kind of a retailer. And I yeah. stood lying like everybody else. And he didn't know I worked for PWI and I had to take a picture of him it ended up on the cover of one of our magazines because it was like, we didn't have access to get close to these guys, but here I did. So I dressed like a slob, which is really no reach. <laughs> <laughs> and I took the picture. I got in the nicest conversation with him. I told him I was from upstate and he said, yeah, I'm glad for falls. How often do you get up there? I go twice a year. He goes, yeah, me too. And he was just the nicest guy. And um, I'm very happy to hear of his good health. in recent yes, Recently. Recent. But anyway, low. no, you're uh, what I'm trying to say though, is that your autograph shows, really well attended all all your regular listeners came out and it must have been fun to do this and a nice break from the stress of the radio show
0: yeah i still like doing those things i used to love to interact with the fans and see the fans and meet them and the ones that i got to know and uh the ones that may only went to a couple of them it was always a pleasure for me to do that and it was kind of a well i mean but the stress level was always there in a way because you always wanted if you were booking an autograph show you wanted to make sure that the sponsor or the retailer, or whoever was bringing that, that wrestler in, did well. So I always worried about, is there going to be enough people showing up? Is, there going to be a, is it going to be a success? And I have to say that uh, almost every one of them always drew people. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. was always satisfied at the end of these events.
1: Yeah. And again, another oxymoron of the radio show: struggled to stay on the air, changing stations, la di da. But when you mm-hmm. did a when you did a live event or or a live broadcast, everybody came out. Yeah. Everybody was everybody came out and drove. I'm not making this were, up. They, these were big they, deals. They were
0: affordable too. It wasn't like I gouged anyone. Or uh, sometimes autographs are free. Sometimes they had to pay a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I tried to keep the prices really really cost effective.
1: Well, at the conventions, too. I mean, the, yeah. I, I thought your conventions, you almost gave the tickets away for those. Almost. Yeah. I mean, but you were hoping to attract as many people as you could. And the economy was bad back then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it is right now.
0: Yeah. It was not a good economy back in the early 90s. No, absolutely not. But you know what was good in the early 90s? What, Bob?
1: Don Liable. Oh, he's always good. He's a bug, I tell you. He's a bug. He is a bug. What a and great guy. Yeah, and he uh, he is the uh, walking, living, breathing, wrestling encyclopedia, as we always refer to him. And we call this the time capsule, because we're going to go back 30 years. Yes. One of the hot news, and there's some real juicy stuff on this one.
0: Yeah, he's got a full report. You want to go to it? Yes. Let's go.
1: Good
4: morning, everybody, and welcome Now The capsule starts off, of course, with the World Wrestling Federation taking center spotlight. Nails has been fired by the World Wrestling Federation. Now, reports have it that after a disagreement with WWF President Vince McMahon Jr., at this past week's TV tapings, Nails landed a couple of punches on his boss, and I don't mean the big boss man, thus the dismissal. Now, no other details are available at this time, so we'll keep in touch with that one. Also, this past Monday in Green Bay and in Tuesday in Milwaukee, the WWF held its television tapings and several new faces debuted. As was expected, the Steiner brothers, Rick and Scott, were on hand. Their first night of matches in Green Bay, reports have it, the brothers received a lukewarm response from the audience. But in Milwaukee the following night, they reportedly were greeted with a little more enthusiasm from the fans. Johnny Boy Smith, who last wrestled out of Calgary, Canada, saw ring duty as well. Now, Smith formally teamed with the Dynamite Kid. Three notable angles were shot by the promotion. First, Razor Ramon attacked Owen Hart in what is believed to hopefully increase interest in Ramon's upcoming match with Bret Hart for the WWF Championship on the Royal Rumble card next month. Now, this is the first time that Owen and Bret being brothers is turning into a headline item by the WWF brass. And Doink the Clown finally had his first match before defeating Virgil. It was Crush who fell victim to Doink's heel pranks. Now, when extending a hand in friendship to Crush, when accepted, you guessed it, the old rubber hand trick was played out. Doink knocked a big Hawaiian out, and he had to be stretched from ringside. The Kamala turn watch is still on. Once again, Harvey Whippleman and Kimchi slapped the Ugandan, with Reverend Slick coming on the scene taking interest in him, of course, to change his ways for the better. Add these contests to the Royal Rumble. According to the Pro Wrestling Torch, it'll be Bam Bam Bigelow opposing the Big Boss Man. Terry Taylor will tangle with Max Moon. And as we said last week, Shawn Michaels puts his Intercontinental title strap on the line against his former partner, Marty Jannetty. And the Steiners are booked against the Beverly Brothers. Well, turning to World Championship Wrestling news, lots happening there as well. Now more than ever, Paulie Dangerously's days with WCW appear to be coming to an end. The boiling point is about to be reached as WCW Vice President Bill Watts has booked dangerously for two matches with Medusa Michelli in the weeks ahead, and Paulie has made it known he has no intentions to participate in either. Claiming he has a contract with the company as an announcer and not a wrestler, look for the collision between both sides within the next week as early as possible next week. Former wrestler Greg Gagne has joined the staff of World Championship Wrestling. Gagne, a several-time American Wrestling Association tag champ, is expected to serve in a creative aspect for WCW VP Bill Watts' decision-making team. There's a new United States Wrestling Association unified heavyweight titleist. When TV viewers were watching Jerry the King Lawler debut on December 7th joined the WWS primetime show taped earlier. Live and in person in Memphis' Mid-South Coliseum, Coco Beware applied the outlawed pile driver on the king to strip him of the championship. A couple interesting promotional promises have been made that are worth watching. The Global Wrestling Federation is considering an old-timers night in Dallas' Sportatorium. And Chicago-based Windy City Wrestling promoter Sam DeCiro announced at a recent live event that he has a match between former tag partners Dusty Rhodes and Dick Murdoch, inked for May. As a team, they were billed as the Outlaws. Finally, from the Scrapbook Files, this week in pro wrestling in 1978, 14 years ago, in Bakersfield, California, Eddie Mansfield came away a winner over the Great Goliath in a cage match. Lord Jonathan Boyd successfully defended his Northwest heavyweight title in Portland, Oregon by pinning Roddy Piper, and in Memphis, that was the site for Robert Gibson and Tommy Gilbert scoring a victory over Jimmy Viant and Wayne Ferris, of course, in his pre-Honky Tonk days. For pro wrestling this week, I'm Don Leibel reporting
1: nails kevin kelly in the awa shows up in a big orange prison outfit beats the living Tar out of the big boss man with a nightstick in an angle that ran on saturday mornings that was super violent and probably felt like it ran for 45 minutes boy yeah. does that not work it didn't work from the word go nails didn't yeah. work
0: no uh it was not, uh, but you know, the guy was menacing looking. He did look really, he, he looked, uh, like a psychotic in a lot of ways. Oh, sure. He
1: did. And they, it, they gave the, this super modulated voice. It wasn't really his voice. They, they right. doctored his voice on interviews and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They did like a horror movie in a lot of ways, but that heat between him and McMahon was festering for a while. And of course, later on, uh, when McMahon was on trial, uh, by the federal government in 1994. One of the witnesses against Vince was Nails. Uh, and uh, that was, um, there's a lot of speculation on what was going on between them, uh, what the heat was all about. There are some things that we can't even repeat on the show uh, that were allegations or uh, uh, innuendo. But yeah, that was an ugly one. And the fact that they had come to blows uh, as a shoot uh, backstage was was pretty interesting uh you know this this report by donnie there was a lot of meat here not yeah. just an else thing but the steiner brothers debuting in the wwf mm-hmm. doink the clown or matt bourne having his first match um and the Paul paulie stuff too which we're gonna get to uh on future episodes because donnie was right on the money uh Paul paulie's time was coming to a rapid end uh with uh, bill watts and wcw and he gets terminated uh, the week of January, uh, the week before January 16th, because we're going to bring him on on January the 16th show. Uh, and uh, that topic is Pauly getting fired. So that's something for us to all look forward to when we, we play that show. And, uh, yeah, it was a good, uh, very, very packed report. And uh, yeah. once again, want to mention to everybody, this was a tape show. It wasn't a live show, so there's no callers. And then we go back and we start. Uh, really, uh, looking back at some of the biggest news stories in
1: 1992, can I hit him one more thing from Donnie's report? Um, sure. We were falling off our chairs at the PWI offices when it was announced that Greg Gagne was joining WCW. Yeah. Who was? And when people were complaining that Bill Watts was too old school, who did they bring in but Greg Gagne, who worked for mm-hmm. the biggest old school promoter you could ever think of? Yeah. Um, I thought he did well there. I, I thought the stuff that I knew that he was behind was some pretty good old school, good action bouts. You know, you, you'd expect that from Greg Gagne. Um, yeah. But he was a little more modern than his father was. I think, I, I think in terms of his sensibility about, he saw the business changing I think a little more than Vern did. That's for sure. How did and he you had react? A, and he, had a full, he had a full head of hair too. Well, that's yeah, he did. <laughs> okay. Well, how did you, how, do you remember this, did Greg Ganya in the WCW? It just, it didn't to even be sound right. With you, to be yeah. honest
0: with you, I, I you know, uh, I, I didn't remember too much about it. I remember when the announcement was made and I thought it was odd because I didn't think he was a good fit, especially uh, uh, for the reasons that you mentioned. But um, no, I don't remember that much about what he was booking or how he was helping behind the scenes.
1: It's just, it's, I just remember sitting at my desk going, that's, it that feels funny. Yeah. What are they doing? I mean, uh, people wanted it to be more modern, like modern or flashy, like WWF. But here you've got Eric, or excuse me, Eric Watts, good grief, Bill Watts, and and Greg Gagne. I mean, those are two, that's the very definition of old school wrestling right there. Yeah, that's so correct. What can I that's tell correct. you? Those were weird times in 1991,
0: 1990, Oh, it was a crazy year. So. It was a crazy year.
1: Well, anyway, as you were saying, John, um, this is our Christmas show and a look back and the first thing we're going to look back at is uh, we're going to touch again on an interview, which I thought was awesome with, you mentioned him before, Wayne Ferris, the honky tonk man.
0: Yes. Yeah, we, uh, we certainly have, uh, uh, this look back, uh, and honky tonk man, uh, was a part of it, but, uh. You know, for everybody out there who wants to hear this complete show, it's on Patreon.com slash John because other things that uh, we go over. We have the Christmas messages, uh, you know, because we're getting closer to Christmas the week week before Christmas. So Christmas messages from Johnny Valiant, British Bulldog, a lot of ads, uh, you know, the LNS comic stuff. Uh, uh, Farming the Lanes were really heavily promoting the appearance uh, of Davey Boy Smith and Jim the Anvil Nineheart. That would be... Um, uh, the day after Christmas and then, you know, the first part of this before we got to the Honky Tonk Man interview was the uh, setup uh, and the uh, review of the David Schultz Billy Superstar Graham interview that took place January 5th, 1992, our first show at W E V D at the time. And uh, that was explosive. So we're not going to play any clips from that one. But if you want to hear that, comp- that interview, I mean, just go to the Patreon and hear it. Or you could go back in the archives because we, we did play it. And uh, if you're a patron member, you could hear it. And if you're a um, uh, listener to the podcast, just go back to uh, that January 5th, 1992 episode. And you will hear some explosive stuff that comes out of the mouths of both uh, Billy Graham and Dr. D. David Schultz.
1: Man, that's an understatement. That is a, that may have been. In fact, you know something that that particular show was like. You know, you and I had done a show on that one. That that particular show was just about as fiery and revealing as any show you ever did ever uh, uh, during your original run as a as a radio host. Um, yeah, I mean, it was explosive stuff. I
0: mean, all the sheets were like all
1: over that that.
0: What did I, I know that was uh, and the new york post <laughs> did yeah, a back, a, right, a yeah story on it a feature on it yeah watch went to town on that one yeah and and mm-hmm. that's what really predicated all these other uh national tv appearances that i was making and it kind of really segued and led into uh the donahue show where i had uh, you know all of these people in the studio i mean it's just really this was kind of the the beginning of that scandal ridded riddled early part of 1992 where the first quarter of 92 was so earth shattering and so filled with scandals and national bad national press for the wrestling business. And also that was uh, during the time I was uh, working with Russo uh, with Vince Russo. And that really caused our split up as well in March of 92. So yeah, if you want to go back in history and kind of relive uh, the catalyst for a lot of that stuff was that David Schultz and Billy Graham interview uh, that you can hear and the complete uh, show, uh, which is on Patreon.
1: Yeah, by all means, check that out and, and check out all the shows from that scandal era. I mean, the one where you have everybody in the world in the studio at the same time, Bruno Sammartino and Meltzer and on and on and on the list went. Barrio. Barrio. Yeah. Um, it just, a high watermark for the show that still managed to make your stomach churn, right? I mean, it, yeah, it was absolutely. Like, it, it, you weren't here to bash the business. That's the misconception everybody had. You weren't here to put a downer on the business. You were here to just—it was the eight hundred pound grill in the room. You had to report it.
0: We had a—we were all trying to find out what happened, and there was only one side being talked about because the uh, uh, the company that was allegedly involved in all of these scandals uh, would never never give their viewpoint until Donnie. That's when Vince came on. That's right.
1: But as we we mentioned, uh, another guy who opened right up for you was Wayne Ferris, the Honky Tonk Man, in in a really fun interview. It it covered so many different topics, John.
0: Yeah, it did. Yeah, this was uh, part of when I was on the Wrestling Insiders, and uh, some of that show was blacked out and not aired in New York and W E V D. but we have this interview with him uh, today, and I think people will really enjoy it because he gets really inside with us as well.
1: Yeah, and our little clip here has been beautifully sweetened by our Marsh, our friend, because um, yes. the original broadcast had a little bit of inter-interstational
0: fuzziness inter, to it, I, intergalactic interference
1: yes, noise. And he did a great job sweetening this, so I'm anxious to hear it again because uh, this is going to be fun with the yep. honky tonk man.
5: What we're going to play right now for you is an interview that you've never heard before. The fans here in the New York market as well. Uh, this interview was blacked out here in the New York market. Uh, a couple of weeks uh, during the summer, I hosted a national radio talk show called The Wrestling Insiders. I had the Honky Tonk Man as one of my guests. And he talks about why he was banished from the WWF, in his opinion. Some conspiracies in his mind that went on uh, in that company, why he left there. And also talked about... Uh, Ironically, the Lawler, Jerry Lawler situation in the USWA just then starting to uh, get in bed with the WWF, so to speak. So without further ado, here's the Honky Tonk Man from the Wrestling Insiders program from the summer.
3: Back with the Wrestling Insiders and our special guest, the Honky Tonk Man. Honky, you there?
6: Yes, yes. You know, John, I didn't get to finish the story a while ago about the conspiracy when I went over to the television department. And, and, and it's my belief, and I'll probably go to my, the, my last breath of air that I breathe on this earth, I'll believe that either Bobby Heenan, Pat Patterson, or Bruce Pritchard, or all three of them, or a combination of the three, had something to do with the honky-tonk man leaving the WWF.
3: Mm. Bruce,
6: Bruce Pritchard was in charge of me. He was in charge of booking me for the TV, in charge of the tickets. Uh, so, you know, a lot of the weight swings to him. Bobby Heenan does not really want anybody to get close to Vince or get in and get a grip in that TV over there because that's his little baby over there that he takes care of, and he'll do anything to protect himself there. If you don't believe me, ask us it's Johnny Valiant. And why I say Pat Patterson is because Patterson never, ever liked me, and they all knew that if I didn't get my transportation, then the honky-tonk man won't show up. It's like doing your show tonight, John. If somebody hadn't called me, told me about it, what time everything was, You'd never hear from me. And mm-hmm. they knew that. They knew that if I didn't have my tickets, Honky Tonk Man wouldn't show up. So course, that's how they Pr- did it to me.
5: Of course, Pritchett is gone now. He was brother love there. And, uh, right. He still a mainstay. Pat Patterson gone because of all the sex scandals that took place earlier this year. A lot of people say Patterson is still uh, has his hand in there somewhere uh, behind the scenes. Uh, any any thoughts on that?
6: Well, my own personal opinion is, of course, and yeah. I think we're all entitled to our, our, our opinion, uh, you know, I'm not quoting it or saying it's a fact, but I, I would have to, if I had to stick my neck out there and, and venture to say something in my own personal opinion, I would have to say that Pat Patterson is still around somewhere uh, in some form or shape in the WWF getting some kind of paycheck.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: He said a lot more in that interview, too, John. He was just yeah. open, open like a book,
0: man. He was, he was just letting it out. He was. He was one of those guys that... Um, I always loved bringing it on the show because he had no filter. He would just say what was in his head and give his thoughts and opinions. And, uh, yeah, that was always, um, it was always fun to bring him on because he was always, uh, very true, uh, to his insider comments, beliefs. And, uh, it always made entertaining radio. That's
1: for sure. And like you say, it's all, all available on the Patreon page. And, uh, all of his appearances, there, yeah. and he was on several, right? Several shows. Yeah,
0: yeah, he, uh, yeah, obviously in the shows of the future, we haven't posted yet, and I think he comes back for a few more times, but kind of ironic on that, uh, interview as well, because he talks so much about Lawler, and now, of course, uh, Lawler working with the WWF then, and, uh, yeah, so good stuff from Honky Tonk Man for sure. And then, uh, we had another commercial break after that. Christmas matches from Terry Funk. Uh, I, uh, talk about, uh, the fact that I was at the Bruno appearance, so this was a tape show, so don't call in, uh, and, um, uh, the appearance was at St. Mary in the snow. Wait, hold, hold, wait. <laughs> I think it was St. Mary of the snow. Oh yeah. I, I was
1: going to say park, of you know. the snow, either that or it was snowing yeah. out. Which was it? <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's called St. Mary of the snow. It's a church, right?
0: Yes, it is in Greenpoint. Brooklyn. Right. Right. And then uh, we promoted the autograph session at the bowling alleys, two bowling alleys, actually, Comac Lanes, Farmingdale Lanes, with uh, Davey Boy Smith and Jim the Anvil Nightheart. And then we go to something, uh, uh, another little clip that we pulled from the archives on the show from 30 years ago.
1: From that bastion of entertainment, ladies and gentlemen, scores.
0: Yes. Oh, you, I love scores. In New York City. Oh, you do,
1: do you? Um, I
0: did, yeah, back then, Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, it was. Uh, I, I you're right. When, when this show was taped, Scores was kind of getting started. They were in their initial stages, as it were, and it was then, an then they, place. a few few years later, they just doggone exploded, and it was a hot ticket in New York City every night of the week for a myriad of reasons. And I think you all know what those reasons are. They had great steaks. Yep. Oh no, no, the <laughs> calamari, man. The column. No, I'm actually
0: serious about the food. The food no, I was am. really the food good. Was
1: tremendous. Oh, the yeah. calamari was. I, I had a calamari yeah. plate there. I couldn't stop eating. It was awesome. And of course, I. the
0: the eye ed- candy was better. The
1: entertainment, folks. The entertainment.
0: Yes. It famous, was
1: bev- famous celebrity. female entertainers. And I will say this for scores. They had famous dancers there. I mean, yeah. people that you saw in Playboy and Penthouse and R-rated movies, and you know, just Actresses and ran the gamut, international stars (laughs) in that genre, as it were. And they were um, a massive success in New York City at this time. But the first one of the early massive successes was when you got in there with all of these stars. Look at this list of people you brought for a very – how do I put this? Unique show. This was a unique live event with – Missy Hyatt and Jason Hervey, then wrestling's fun couple of the time, right?
0: Oh, Yeah, the nice. Light,
1: Lightning kid starting his career with a bang, Sean Waltman, who fans later know the a 123 kid. Mm-hmm. And Alex Marvez, who everybody knows from AEW now, but back then was really a crusading wrestling journalist in the newspaper world.
0: Yeah, and he had his own bulletin that he was coming out with. and uh, But, yeah, Alex, uh, definitely a great journalist uh, at the time and – of course, with Lightning Kid, his very first appearance on the show, uh, and Missy and Jason just causing havoc and saying all kinds of nonsense. Uh, but uh, it was a time where Scores was promoting itself as a sports bar as well before all the good stuff started happening there. <laughs> so so we do have uh, some uh, you know, pretty entertaining clip from that live remote.
5: Now, the pro wrestling uh, spotlight and pro wrestling this week, we're not all serious news. We have a lot of fun on occasion uh, here at the program as well. Uh, We're going to play a segment now that took place earlier this summer when we were on WEVD, a live remote broadcast from Score Sports Bar in Manhattan when we had uh, Missy Hyatt, Jason Hervey from the 1D years, the Lightning Kid was also present, Alex Marvez of uh, then the Three Count Newsletter and the uh, Miami Herald. And uh, in this particular segment that we're going to play for, for you. Uh, we brought up Woman's name and uh, Missy Hyatt just uh, had a, a total lack of recall when it recalls uh, to her relationship with Woman in uh, NWA WCW. We talked about a couple other things. That was right before she was scheduled uh, to take on Medusa in that big bikini contest. You'll get a couple of laughs out of this segment right now.
7: Reservations. That's our next bus trip Sunday afternoon, June twenty eighth. get Missy. And for a dollar, woman will ride with you to Connecticut, or wherever I'm I'll talking I'll talk about uh-huh. her in a second.
3: <laughs> Is there like a, a, a situation there, a friendly competition, a little bit jealous? Did you get along
7: with her when she was with WCW? I don't even. When was she with w, WCW? I just got
3: disconnected here.
7: Uh, when was she there?
3: A woman, you're talking about.
7: I don't even remember that. Was she really there? Huh? Can you? Take her shopping is a sign Robin Green. Really? I don't even remember that. Typ- typical
3: typical seminole, may I add. Yeah, yeah, two. that's
7: right. Okay. I don't recall. I plead no no contest. Okay. no
3: were her. You were her at Rick's when the signers lost the title to Doom or something. When there was a yeah. Uh, <laughs> <That's okay. fine. laughs> Number to call two one two four seven seven five six one zero. 477 5610. Any questions for anybody in here for any more guests? Go right ahead. Are you intimidated by Matisse? Question for our listeners listening on the radio: Are you intimidated by Medusa's martial arts ability?
7: No, well, I mean, why should I? I mean, I'm not going to let her get close enough to uh, touch me or anything like that. She's going to lose the bikini contest, and she's probably going to go off and cry somewhere if, if she can c- cry some manly tears. <laughs> oh!
3: Oh! <laughs> okay. Any other questions from uh, the
7: folks here at Scores? Yes.
3: Yeah, like
7: ever fix the ring and play it out? Are you crazy? Would you get in the ring with Medusa? I <laughs> <laughs> You see, there's a group, there's a table of group of guys over here that have had not had dates in like 10 years because they're like whooping up for Medusa over here. At, no, there's no way I would get in the ring with her.
3: Ask Gordon Kazari about getting uh, into a conflict with Medusa, right? Yeah,
7: where is he? Is he out of the hospital? He was at
3: the, uh, deal, in the, he was at the deal today at the bowling alley. Was he? Yeah. So
7: he was out of the hospital. He was in that guy that was like in a neck brace and in, like, <laughs> in a wheelchair and everything, wasn't he? No, 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 no. Okay.
3: Okay. Uh, Anybody else in here before we go back to the phones? Yes.
7: Um, am many, I I'm sorry. I'm oh, just, just going to repeat okay, for I'm our sorry. listeners at home. How many years you staying? You plan on staying wrestling before you uh, hang it up? Well, I've been in almost seven. I say maybe a couple of more, and then it's time to just hang out in Hollywood with my babe Jason. And well, you guys are trying hang to hang out.
3: You're trying to, to do some stuff out in Hollywood now. This past Friday, before you came in, uh, you did uh, something for Circus of the Stars. I understand, right? Well,
7: yeah, I tried out for Circus the Network Stars. I had to get up and and swing on a trapeze. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was kind of, of scary. <laughs> 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 I don't know if you people heard that, but in case there's some kid listeners, never mind. But um, no, <laughs> yeah, I would like to do that. I would like to do like that and just some other things.
3: And as we t- talked about on the Christmas show, uh, someone asked about maybe a possible partner one Wonder Year. Is anything like that happening?
7: Yeah, I wish. <laughs> Missy, you know you can have a part on there anytime you want. Oh, well, thank you, sweetie. <laughs> Let's go.
5: Missy, Hyde still waiting for the that uh, appearance on the Wonder Years, uh, as of today's date, December nineteenth.
1: I wonder why she never was on the
0: show. I mean, why not? Why wouldn't she be on it?
1: Yeah, did she? Maybe, do... maybe,
0: ca- maybe casting didn't see a good fit for her. Yeah, that was if... a family show, Bob.
1: Apparently, she was a good fit for Jason Herbie. for a while. Yeah, quite the item.
0: Quite the item. Yes. They were a very interesting couple because he was a, you know, short in stature. Yes. And she was... Uh, you know, that's
1: probably... What, statuesque, taller. it's probably why she never got casted. It wouldn't have worked as a love thing, I don't think. Oh, it's absolutely funny. It's not. funny. They were lovers in real life, but that wouldn't have worked in the theme of the show uh, which was and he was playing high school
0: he was playing a high school kid yeah obviously unless they put her in the role as a teacher and then it could have been some really good interesting oh uh, hot
1: for teacher episode that would (laughs) work yeah like a van halen video yeah
0: i should have been casting
1: it's more blast from the past fans the 19 what is it 88 hot for teacher
0: (laughs) van halen song so exactly that was always one of my favorites um Anyway, (laughs) as we continue on with our look back uh, on this episode of Pro Wrestling Spotlight that aired on December the 19th, uh, 1992. Uh, We also start playing some of the highlights of some of our early uh, and favorite Cactus Jack episodes. Uh, So uh, in this particular segment that we're going to play, I believe uh, it was right around the time where I took the elbow from Cactus and... uh, it was also uh, uh, clips that talked about his surprise call-in after Beach Blast '92. Uh, we also played clips of his very first appearance on the show. So uh, there was a lot of different uh, Captain uh, Captain Captain Jack, or uh, you know,
1: get your high tonight. I know that was one of my <laughs> favorite post songs.
0: Uh, but yeah, Cactus uh, was in this, and then. Uh, and then we uh, we we had the clip of uh, what happened in Massapequa uh, High School uh, at Plainage High School, I believe it was in pa- Massapequa. When I and I interfered in Cactus's match, I get the big elbow. And then on the show uh, the following Sunday was uh, was Cactus himself with Paulie dangerously, and Paulie starts making fun of the residents of that town.
8: Did you know that Massapequa and this this is and this is a geographical fact is the highest point in Long Island really and therefore the toxic winds from New Jersey can actually hit that town without having to descend and break up due to the atmosphere and since the toxic winds come over I think it comes over to Verrazano Bridge and comes over through Staten Island and then hits Long Island. They're just brain dead. You mean that smell when you pass by Staten Island may be responsible for it? Yeah, it's not a paper mill. It's from Jersey. Oh. So it's normal for those people to just sit there with their tongue scraping on the floor. Oh. You shouldn't get upset at them. They're, you know, They're brain dead. It's a town filled with Muhammad Ali's. <laughs> No, it's, well, you know what, I mean, it's, uh, it's um, uh, something of a revelation. I mean, uh, here I am, John said that the attention was in the air at the autograph show, but I said I'd be there, and I was.
5: I appreciate that.
8: But I really, uh, when I woke up this morning, I, John, I, I don't think I'd forgotten about you. Like I said, I've got to suffer the rest of my life. Every time I kiss my beautiful wife, I gotta think of you. That's sickening. That's the kind of thing that makes men. I mean, there may not be no children because of you, John. I got a suggestion for you, Jack. What? Well, I would break up with her, take the ring back, leave, and come back later on in the day and repropose. <laughs> and then you don't have to think of this guy anymore. <laughs> And plus, absence makes the heart grow fonder. So you might even appreciate her more the second time around. And uh, everyone has to think of John, you not want to think of
5: John anymore. That's what to think about? Sunny Beach is calling in here.
1: I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Folks, I, I don't want to sound like a commercial. This show, this this best up where they pulled these cactus clips. We all know what a great hardcore wrestler, but these tracks are comedy gold, right, John? I mean, this, this is some of the funniest stuff in the yeah. history of your brother, including his monsters versus Adams family rant that is mm-hmm. legendary in the halls of wrestling radio. I the rest my
0: case. It is, and uh, I always loved it. And there, those were, you know, shows that were f- too few and far between when when I actually had Cactus and Paulie together. I mean, the chemistry and the Hilarity, uh some of my favorite moments all time on Pro Wrestling Spotlight.
1: Can you imagine if somebody at WCW had been bright enough to put them together? Oof. Yeah. Right? Boom, it just hit me just now. Imagine that.
0: That would have been amazing. That would have been. Yeah.
1: The monster and the uh, the millionaire. The monster and the
0: millionaire. There yeah. you go. Yeah. There you go. Oh,
1: my God. Jeez, I, sh- I should have booked.
0: You should have been a booker, Bob. I should have been a booker.
1: That
0: could be the name of the I could have been next... a contender. could it be your book. Yeah, yeah. I should have been, should a, have booker. been a booker.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. Should have been a lot of things, but that's another story. Um, And finally, it's yes. a Christmas party to remember and more Paulie, right, huh? <laughs> Yeah.
0: Yeah, this one um, is interesting. Um, this was the 1989 Pro Wrestling Spotlight Christmas Party. It was the very first Christmas party that we had. And I had it at the West End Cafe in Hicksville. Uh, Ralph was the proprietor, just a burly guy named Ralph. And it was a local pub. It was a local bar. It was, it was actually uh, up the block. The same block is where I had my music management office. And uh, when I started the Pro Wrestling Spotlight in 89, uh, right. I went to Ralph and I was like, listen, we want to do a Christmas party. Can we do it at your place? And he said, yes. And uh, that's where we did our party. And we invited Paulie. Lee. Paulie Lee was uh, unceremoniously late. He said he got stuck in traffic. But the most I, ironic and hilarity, uh, h- hilarious thing was that WNYG had no uh, remote equipment available there. I mean, they rarely had anything that was technically up to par. <laughs> so uh, uh, our uh, our broadcast facility was a payphone, calling to WNYG. So I'd hold the payphone in my hand, and then I uh, like interview Paulie and some of the listeners there with the payphone rather than a microphone. So that was always that was very uh, that's a little behind the scenes stuff. But uh, this clip here. Uh, we were ready to go off the air. Paulie was late. He wanted to stay on longer. And there was a show that was a paid program coming up next that uh, I called the Psychic Gourmet. It was a show <laughs> with a, a chef and a psychic together. Uh, and uh, we almost get thrown off the air because Paulie goes off on it. So, yeah, to end up uh, our look back at the December nineteenth, nineteen 1992 show where we go all the way back to 1989, uh, we finish up with a really classic, classic clip.
5: I guess we're in the Christmas spirit about uh, our first Christmas here uh, doing this program. We had a live remote at a sports bar in Hicksville, and Paulie Danger- Dangerously was there with us. We're going to play the ending moments of that live remote where we almost got thrown off the air, and I think you'll enjoy this. So check it out right now. Paulie Dangerously at our 1989 pro wrestling Christmas party. What happened?
3: Well, it's good observations there. It's definitely going to be some great wrestling upcoming into the decade of 1990. Uh, you have great wrestlers that are emerging. Also, one last thing. I great managers. To, of course, great managers. And we're sitting next to one of the best uh, wrestling managers in the history of the sport right over here, right next to me. Me me? Of course, I'm giving you a compliment. Well, Rameen, doesn't, right? That doesn't happen very You mean me? Yes, I do. Oh, I agree then. Okay. All right. Uh, what we want to do is we want to thank you. How are you doing time. on the System? Oh, uh, can you tell? Doing pretty good. Did you just want to gain or lose? <laughs> All right, that's about it here at the pro wrestling spotlight now. Are we going uh, off the air now? Yeah, we have about another two minutes to go. Well, how, come how come we don't go on until seven? Say what? How come we're not staying on until seven? Well, we're not doing that till the first of the year, Paul. What, you mean, we used to be two hours. Yes, we did. How come we're not two hours tonight? See, your financial backers backed off of the show and we an hour. So what's going to now be on from six to seven? I think it's the psychic gourmet show or That sucks. <laughs> I mean, the psychic gourmet. Well, uh, it's a restaurant it's, review with a psychic. Well, or if the gourmet is so psychic, then just you know you you'll know how long to put it in the microwave. Let let her transport her own little wave <laughs> out to all her audience, and we'll stay on the air. As a matter of fact, I don't think we should leave the air. Let's stay on right now. Well, that's not up to us though. Who's it up to? Muriel Hornstein, the owner of the station. Let's get him on the phone. What's his number? They're at their N Y G Christmas party right now. Well, where is that? East Meadow. Let's call him. <laughs> Let's If I call well, like him, we're off the air. Well, hey, why, we? in protest, why don't that's we go down there Why don't we run a commercial and call him? All right. Why don't we do that? Why well, don't we run a commercial call? All right. What, are we, gonna can this no, actually, what are we gonna do is no. Actually, what we're gonna do, we gotta go off the air. We're not going off the air. We're staying on We can't do it. Do you know the number to call the, the psychic no, I have Gourmet, no idea. A live show? Yes, it is. Let's call the Psychic Gourmet. They're they're at the station right now. Let's inundate the Psychic Gourmet and just ruin that show. We can't do that, Paul. Let's call the Psychic Gourmet and they'll say, Hello. Would you like to make it to an <laughs> Yeah, Jack Lucas gonna beat Rick right there That's what I wanna
0: know. <laughs> long for the Jack Luger
3: microwave to beat him. That's what I'm going to do. 661-1440, right? That's the number, That's yes. All the wrestling fans need to call. All right, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We want to S- thank S- everybody here at the Pro of Our Life for this great Christmas party. We need to put David in the microwave to <laughs> the Western Cafe in want to thank, first of all, Paulie Dangerously for well, coming here from Scarsdale. Uh, David from the Power Twins, Broadway, Sonny Blaze. I know you know. Let's ask you if, like, if, if we put Minoxidil in with soup and whole Coke and Drixie, can he grow all the hair back on his head? I doubt Either it. What kind of things do we need to ask, man? <laughs> We can continue this on Christmas Eve, I guess, which will be next Sunday here at the Pro Wrestling Spotlight. Uh, what we're going to do is... Uh... If we remove
8: the hormones from a monkey and throw it in with some celery and some carrots and mishmush it in with some beef stew, can I grow up to be as big as the ultimate warrior? These are the kind of questions I want to ask.
3: Well, those are the questions that should be answered, and the uh, questions we need to call up 661 fourteen four eight and ask right now. So you're done your next program, then? That's, that's right. What that's All what right. we'll do. You want to be a psychic gourmet? Psychic this, man. <laughs> All right, that's I about wrapping wrap up here from the Pro Wrestling Spotlight Christmas Party. Uh, we're going to see you next week, Christmas Eve, and we'll be broadcasting. Wait, wait, how are we going to see him if we're on the radio? We're going to hear you. Oh, next. I got it. They're psychic. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be doing the best of the pro wrestling spotlight for the next two weeks, uh, right at uh, the best of the pro wrestling spotlight. Yeah, you'll pro dominate like the chart. best of the CBS news with Dan Rather. That's right. Boy. I you do the best of a news show. I don't know the best of the news. Hey, John. Well, we'll have interviews, of course, next week with Terry Fong, Paulie dangerously Bruno San Martino. And, uh, of oh, course, bro, that ought to be an interesting interview. The oh, doggone Hello? He is it the microphone? <laughs> I mean, let me ask you a question. I'd like to go and meet Bruno straight to face. You know, I've got a danger zone with Bruno coming up in Delaware. On, hey, really? On January 20th. And the first thing I want to know is exactly what America did to him that made him plague us with David. Interesting question. I'd like to know.
5: Less than a minute, John.
3: Hello? Yeah, less than a minute. Okay, less than a minute to go. All right, so what we're going to do is we're going to wrap it up here. I'm not out of material yet. I know. I prepared had? for an hour. I got stuck in Long Island traffic. Well, uh, let's call Al Arbor. What is he going to do, Paul? Let's call the Psychic Gourmet. Come Answer on. about hockey. <laughs> let's, I mean, let's, let's, let's ruin this person's show. No, we can't do that. We have to. Well, listen, this is what we're going to do. Play the outro theme song and what we're going to do is we're going to be back with the we'll Pro Wrestling Singing. Spotlight next week and everybody here have a good time today. Yeah! Next week from 5 till 6 p.m. Pro Wrestling Spotlight. The best of the Pro Wrestling Spotlight for the next two weeks and uh, you all have a Merry Christmas and uh, y'all, have a Merry y'all be there have and a Happy we'll be, Hanukkah and a Happy Hanukkah as well and a Happy New Year and a Happy New Year. We'll see you next and Sunday. A psychic Gourmet. Oh, wait. This, this is for the Psychic Gourmet I know this is the holiday season. I know holiday season you're sitting there right by that radio station, just waiting to switch that dial just waiting to turn on this radio so that you can broadcast over there. Well, is it a guy or a girl with Psychic Gourmet?
8: one of these. well I tell you what for both of you Psychic Gourmet, sweetheart I'm holding up a finger just for you and see if, you can, if your psychic can tell you which one it is well
3: maybe we'll return next Sunday with our program and uh, until next week this is former pro wrestler John Anthony we'll talk more wrestling next week on the Pro Wrestling Spotlight thanks a lot everybody
1: Former pro wrestler, John Anthony. Yep. One of my uh, alter egos, Bob. Boy, young Paulie Dangerously could go. Can't get a word in age wise. It's amazing. He just takes over. But But it was a good thing. Some people, he's like a Robin Williams. When he took over and everything, he just kept going and going. You didn't want him to stop. You just want him to keep going and keep going. Nobody
0: it. I wish we had another hour. I mean, because he showed up really late. I think he showed up uh, forty-five five minutes into the uh, uh, into the broadcast. So that was um, it. Was a great ending for that show, that Christmas show at the West End Cafe in Long Island, and it was a lot of fun to just kind of reminisce and take a look back at that. Here's the
1: fun thing that, that Patreon members can do too. That was from one show. All these cap, uh, cactus chaos. It made me say it Captain Jack. Captain Jack will get you hiding. No, no, no. Well I'm in Long Island, Billy Joel, you know. But but um all these clips were from separate shows and you can find them all in their entirety on the Patreon page. And mm-hmm. I think that that would be a fun thing to do. Because I'll tell you what, these are some these are some hilarious if it says Cactus Jack on the show or Paulie's dangerously don't miss it because they they're just two of a kind. They're unreal.
0: Yeah, there's 184 shows up there on our Patreon account, all uh, the complete shows. Uh, So, I mean, if you want to really go back into the archives, five bucks a month gets you in the door there, and you can hear all of this uh, great, classic, historic, vintage audio uh, on the Pro Wrestling Spotlight. And I I tell you, I mean, because we, we, you know, as we were talking about before we went on the air today, a uh, pulled really the next three months of shows and we are really going to be uh, chock full of wonderful shows and a look back uh, as we head into the year of 1993 um, and it, we have jesse ventura coming up we have when paulie was fired from uh, wcw we have uh uh, a show that we do live from Philadelphia. We cover Andre the Giant's death. Eric Bischoff makes an appearance on the show. Uh, I think that oh. was his first appearance. Yeah, that was uh, from uh, February 6, ninety three. Uh, then we make the announcement that we're going back to W E V D. We have uh, we cover uh, the Kerry Von Erich uh, on our. And it was kind of ironic. I mean our first show back at WEBD is the um, is the episode where we have to cover the the suicide of Carrie von Eric and um that's not going to be a pleasant one to go over but it's um, uh, newsworthy big big story back then and then we have Ultimate Warrior uh, coming up so we have a we have you know a, a so much co- so much more to go here Bob, as we get into a, a year of 1993, that really is a kind of a uh, a really uh, groundbreaking year for the show. As I get into promoting, I get into the AAA coming in. Uh, I get into promoting the Southeast Asia tour for IWAS, the Wrestling Federation I founded. So we got a really good uh, year. Even though we're only November 10th here, as we tape this show, uh, all of this stuff coming up, uh, it's going to lead to a lot of entertaining podcasts for us.
1: Boy, you know, you're bringing me back to my PWI days, too, with just that yeah. list that you just read, because the the, the Von Eriks as a whole, throughout that whole period, it just got worse and worse and worse, to the yes. point where it almost became so absurd, so unbelievable. Um, I know everybody knows the story, I won't recant it here, but these fellas should all be alive today. That's right. all I have to say. It's just one of the big tragedies and one of the strangest happenstances, and it just the news about them all just got worse and worse and worse. It was it's such a period. And another thing, you had to get very serious again and start to cover as a journalist because it was it was tough stuff.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That was a that was a tough one. Um, and also, you know, the news breaking over the last few weeks that a major motion picture about the Von Eric family is being produced right now. And uh, matter of fact, MJF from uh, uh, from AEW uh, was actually just cast. As one of the Von Eriks. I think he was casted as the fake Von Eric, Lance Von Eric. If I'm not mistaken. <laughs> I'm serious, it was yeah, it I know, out. I know. So yeah, so yeah, that's a that's a story that uh, just will not go away. One of the most uh, really sad, sad stories in the history of pro wrestling is that Von Eric family. It really was, but, yeah. But anyway, Bob, uh, good one, uh, Marsh. I uh, hope that. Uh, he did a he did a great job with pulling these clips and picking out some really cool highlights for this uh this look back.
2: I think it was a really fun show. Just the episode, uh the original version I think was kind of nice that you felt like you had to cover some of like the heavy news, but you wanted to highlight a lot of the fun that you had doing the show. Like you wanted to yeah, kind of get towards the end of the year and remember all
0: the good. Yeah, I liked uh, the Christmas episodes and the year-end reviews uh, because it gave me an opportunity not just to cover what was happening that year, but also play some of my favorite moments. And And these clips that we pulled for this episode, I mean, they were truly some of my favorite clips from Paulie's Christmas party appearance to Paulie and Cactus on the phone together. And, you know, the Missy Hyde stuff was a little out. It was very outrageous. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it, it gives, a, it gives uh, the listeners a taste of uh, what went on back then. And some of the stuff was really cool to listen to, even to the stake, and hear it over and over again.
2: Yeah, it was cracking me up. I was
0: just actually, I pulled up a few
2: numbers just kind of to, to give reference here. MJF is currently 26 years old. In that 89 mm-hmm. interview that Paul Heyman doesn't let you off the air when you should, he was 24. He was two hmm. years younger than MJF. Yeah. yeah, like that's crazy because that's what you I call mean, generational talents. Yeah. yeah well you know he broke
1: into wrestling Marsh, as you know in his teens as a photographer yeah and you know the famous photo of him with the three wise men albano Blasi, and the grand wizard um he was you know, probably 16 17 years old then right i think he was a youngster yeah yeah
2: yeah, yeah. one of my favorite pictures is him interviewing um Blassie and
0: kaufman together and you can see he's like 14 or 15 or something like he's yeah, well, baby, you know it was kind of odd. I mean, because I, I was kind of, I thought I was the youngest guy to do that when I broke in and I started taking pictures at ringside at 17, 18 years old, and and Paul then comes in, follows, follows up, and he's even younger than me, and he, and he weasels yeah. his way into the photographer role as I did when I was a kid. Yeah, it's awesome. You know. Yeah
2: him and Foley are the same age too. So it's not a total shock that they'd have such good chemistry together. They were, they were just so legitimately peers in so many ways, you know? Yes. Absolutely.
1: And you know what? You it it would be fun to seek out the lost Paulie dangerously. The work he did with, with the NWF, his hosting TV in the mid eighties. Uh, I don't even know if anybody even see those shows. There's a couple of them floating around on YouTube. Um, Mm -hmm. He worked for IWCCW, for Mario Savoldi, as a booker for a while. If you could even imagine that, it didn't last long. He, was, he did amazing stuff with Eddie Gilbert and Continental, on and on. He worked everywhere, everywhere. And people think of his WCW days and the WWE, and look what he's doing now, of course. Yeah. But that lost stuff, some of it's real gold, some of it's mint. He was always innovative and not afraid to take risks and had that wrestling history Along with that youthful sense of what can I get away with, you know, mm-hmm. he, what of a kind.
2: Yeah, you kind of brought it up in that interview or the the Bob special I call it, where it was the anniversary, where it was the first time you ever on. You brought up that old thing with him, and it made him laugh. It made him you know, laugh, right? It kind of made me wonder what all is in there. If he was laughing and almost like, ah, oh, don't bring that up, or I'll bring up other. It's kind of like oh, I, I kind of, <laughs> you know what?
1: I kind of know he's get. He, I was going to hit her, and I have a feeling he didn't appreciate it. No, I'm telling you because, because in subsequent years when I showed up at, a, at an ECW show and Jody Styles sees me, of course, he goes, yeah. we've got to get you on. You're going to be on this taping. You're going to sit next to me. You're going to do color. I said, you sure? I said, yeah. He didn't tell Paul I was going to do that. Right? He didn't tell. So I do it two or three matches, and and Paul just said, you, get out of here to me. Now, I had been an early worker with ECW. He said, I don't want you on. That was it. So I don't know if he just thought I sucked or if it was (laughs) the fact that I brought up the NWF on John's show. I'll never know.
0: You know? Interesting. Interesting.
1: But you know what? Those tapes, those tapes actually got where I did a little color during the the Heyman run actually made it out into VHS land. Yeah. So I don't know. It couldn't have been that bad if they put them on on VBD or whatever, VHS or, you know, <laughs> whatever whatever they came out probably probably VHS but uh eh, what can I say whenever I used to go back to ECW it was always like hey Bob's here you know and we always had a nice I knew everybody there yeah. and including you know the, the backstage people that worked there and stuff like that ECW was a great bunch John you knew them too I mean they were, they were a great bunch in Philadelphia they were a bit uh, crazy. They were. Oh no! Don't expect a light night of entertainment with those guys.
0: No, that's a, that's even, an all night night of even entertainment, the, even no matter people, what.
1: Even the people who sold the tickets and the beverages and stuff they they uh, were they were a tight knit group and uh, yeah, they were fun. They were the yeah, referees, the ring announcer, everybody just a great bunch.
0: It was a crew that will live on in wrestling history as one of the wildest bunches in the history of the business for sure. Uh, but we're going to about uh, wrap it up for today. I, I do want to thank you guys as I do each and every week. And it was a good one. And we come back next week for more. So, um, gentlemen, uh, before we do wrap it up today, I would like you to uh, let everybody know where they could find you to find gentlemen on social media. Yeah, you can find me
2: at Ref Marsh on Twitter and restingontherocks.com for all of my uh, side gigs. Everything should be linked up over there.
1: As people know, I recently changed my handle at the rapidly devolving Twitter. Um, I hate to say that, but it really is true. Start a thread. Start a thread on Twitter, and by the third comment, you will you will have a troll. It's it's what it's that's what it is now. It, it's horrifying. But anyway, if you dare venture into that jungle, it's Bob Smith PWS, and the PWS stands for Pro Wrestling Spotlight, and I'm damn proud of it.
0: So there. Did you get Did you get your blue check mark yet? Not from them. Buy it now. <laughs> now it's All eight right. bucks a month.
1: Yeah, eight yeah. bucks a month. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well,
1: but you know, here's the problem. Did you hear what's happening? People are buying the eight dollar check mark, impersonating other people. Yep. They're verified, but they're not verified because nobody's verifying them. It's, they're just uh,
0: it's, it's what they say. It's a shit show.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it, it's it, it's it's like. I, I, Well, you know what,
0: Zuckerberg and Facebook and the meta universe or whatever, they just laid off what 11,000 people the other day. Well, there's Uh, the thing. People think that social media makes money hand over fist. I got news. It doesn't.
1: And, and, and you are trying When you're you're trying to invent
0: a whole new universe, uh, that's virtual reality and you're putting billions of dollars into creating your own universe, which is what the metaverse is. I mean, they sell the, 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 the software, you put the hat on, you know, the helmet, the goggles on and the controllers and you actually create your own avatar into this this, this virtual world and he's put billions into it. Mm-hmm. Billions and billions of dollars into it and, uh, you know, obviously not growing as fast as he would hope and then uh, there's a little downturn in the economy so advertisers start pulling their money out and, and now you let's go 12,000 people and Twitter with Musk, what he's doing is I don't know what he's trying to do. I don't know what his objective is. I no, don't even I, think he does. I can't figure I, it out. All I know no, is that it. he's laid off uh, you know half the workforce there. And now, you know, anybody, if you pay eight bucks a month, you can get that blue check mark just by subscribing right now at twitter.com. Yeah. There it is. Uh, Be anybody Twitter blue. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, I've been trying to get I've been trying to get John Gibbons verified on Twitter uh now for three months and it's always an automatic uh, decline for what reason i guess because they were revamping all you know all of this and couldn't get them verified couldn't get them verified and there's no person to talk to uh and then they every time you you try to verify someone when in the old way now you just you know put down your credit card and you're verified uh it was it was just kind of very frustrating and you'd get this automatic response you can't apply now for another 30 days so that was frustrating because a lot of people felt that when we started john's social media and john handles it he's on there every day he sends messages and videos to his followers um he couldn't get verified and it was just frustrating as hell and now it's like all right, here's a credit card. If you want to get verified, you are. But that that causes, as you said, impersonators, imposters. So who knows what's going to happen there? Yeah. It really is kind of a jungle right now.
1: But you know, as bad as Twitter is, I want to give a shout out to my wrestling Twitter friends out there. Fritz von Mulkey, yeah. Rob Naylor, John Arrizzi, Marsh, uh, a bunch of wrestlers, Mick Foley, um, uh Mark Merrill, I just had a little conversation with. He is really a turned into a fantastic motivational speaker now, he and has. doing a lot of good. He a lot of legitimate good. He has got great things to say to people, and on and on the list goes. And and I, I, there's so many I can't even name them. I just the guys at Wrestling Weekly who have had me on their show, fantastic. There's some really knowledgeable. There's some guys who post wrestling videos. You don't even know where they got them. You know stuff in the 70s and 60s. Where they get this stuff? Fantastic. I
0: yeah there's good stuff there and there's a lot of you know a lot of craziness that's taking place over and you, and, there um, and you can find john and Rizzy there in marsh too and you can find out john gibbons too at john gibbons o5 uh speaking of john uh, the podcast uh if you are a baseball fan if you want to hear about the inside stuff of uh baseball just listen to the the gibby show with john gibbons and i and we got a really good one this week we uh brought on um Uh, Jordan Romano, which was the closer for the Toronto Blue Jays this year. uh, And other great guests are coming up. And uh, so I'm having a lot of fun with that. So uh, if you want to check it out, just go uh, find it. It's called The Gibby Show. And uh, my other podcast is Matt Memories at Madison Square Garden. And you can find that everywhere as well. That goes back and covers the history of pro wrestling with the WWF from Madison Square Garden uh, from the first show I went to in 1991. And we do a new show there every single month. Uh, that'll wrap up this edition of John Arizzi's Pro Wrestling Spotlight. You can join the private group at Facebook.com slash Pro Wrestling Spotlight Podcast. Our public page to share history is Facebook.com. John Map memories. There's a private group there as well. And, of course, YouTube, the channel that Marsh is doing a tremendous job at with the clips that he's uh, editing and putting up there. Uh, that is YouTube.com slash pro wrestling spotlight so please subscribe to the channel now if you can you can follow me on twitter at john arizzi instagram at john arizzi as well and that's going to about wrap it up we want to thank bob smith and marsh and thanks to our patreon executive producers anthony pirus and joe holloway and for all the patrons for your support help me with the production costs for this show until next week when we relive more history with you this is john arizzi for the pro wrestling spotlight